Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for your mercy that gives us every morning a new hope and new opportunity to know your love and truth. As we acknowledge your mercy behind this morning, we ask you to open our eyes to your mighty mercy for us and our world through your word. Dear Holy Spirit, strongly breathe God's mercy into our heart. In the most merciful name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases our God, God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. Starting chapter 2, Paul gives Timothy the specific instruction how to fight God's good fight in the church and the, in, in the world. It starts with the same word, I urge, which we saw earlier in chapter 1, verse 3. Here, the reason Paul urges us is because of a universal importance of the gospel and the gospel ministry. If you, if you notice, Paul, know, Paul repeats the word all five times in these four verses. First of all, all and prayers and everything be made for all people and for all those in authority and in all godliness. And God wants all people to save. This universal scope of a gospel means that everyone is included in our ministry. Now, the, our universal gospel ministry starts with a prayer. Speaking of a prayer, when was the last time you made a list of people you wanted to pray for? Whose were the first names that you wrote down? Most of us would start with the people that we know and love best. Our spouse, our children, our parents, other close relatives, friends we frequently see, and who are unmost in our mind, people facing illness and death. Prayer lists often go out in the concentric circle with ourselves in the center. Paul also pray for his friends and relatives and the letters you know, show that clearly. But in today's passage, Paul strongly urges us that we should start the, at the other end of the concentric circle. We should pray for people who hold the world together by their rule, leadership, and authority. Today, for today's daily breath, I want us to reflect on Paul's call for the first prayer for our political leaders. In lieu of our current political landscape and democratic convention that is going on this week, I think we need to know clearly what we are praying for our political leaders and why. For that, let me read the passage again with a different translation, the Eugene Peterson's more paraphrase uh, translation called the message. The first thing I want you to do is pray. Pray every way you know how, for everyone you know, 
Pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well so we can be quietly about our business of living simply in humble contemplation. This is the way our Savior God wants us to live. For many Christians today, particularly those like us have grown up in the Western world and have never known war or major civil disturbance in our own country, this often seems very remote. We are happy more or less with our democratic institutions and our system of government. We vote very, uh, every few years, we answer opinion polls, uh, polls from time to time, and we have sense that we live in a free society. We are not particularly eager to swap it for another system. Yes, we like our politicians to use our tax money more effectively. We grumble about some of their policies. But what they do doesn't drive us to our knees to pray for them and to beseech God to guide them and lead them to create a better world for us. Some Christians who are reasonably content in their country are tempted to think that praying for kings and rulers and government is a rather boring and conformist things to do. It looks like a propping up the status quo. But if you live in countries like Venezuela and Syria, which had an unstable government, dictatorial rules, unjustly good only for a selective few for many years, this prayer call sounds challenging and even painful. That's where the Jewish perspective of Apostle Paul comes in. For many generations, Jewish people had suffered under persecution and unjust rulers. Pagan rulers often oppressed them. And the Jews had learned an important lesson about how to conduct themselves while waiting for God's deliverance. For instance, when they were in exile in Babylon, and longing for Babylon to overthrow so they, they could go home again, the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 29 told the Jewish people that during this waiting period, they should settle down, live a normal life, and pray to God on behalf of a Babylon. If a Babylon was at peace, they would be at peace too. I can hear some Jealous, zealous Jews and some even Christians today objecting. That's a compromise. We ought to pray against the pagan rulers. We have a prophetic call, calling for the against the uh, unjust, ungodly government. But we have to recognize for ordinary people, it is better to be able to go about one's business, to live at peace, to raise a family, to allow to worship without being harassed. The first reason that we pray for our political leaders is for the common good of all people. Common good of all people. Paul urges Christians pray for the political leaders and general peace in the world so that people could hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and come to know God and His saving grace. That's the foremost and final reason for our prayer for the political leaders. Here we must understand that Paul's call for prayer for peaceful and quiet life is not the end in itself. We are not praying for the political leaders, for our economic booms, 
and the material good. We are not praying for them so that we can live peacefully and comfortably. We are praying for our political leaders and general peace so that gospel can be shared, so that we can relatively share gospel peacefully and more effectively. Notice how Paul puts it here. Pray for all those in authority because that pleases God our Savior. Praying for those in authority is good and necessary even if they are pagan rulers, even if they are the horrible president or governors or senators or congressmen. Because even if they don't, they don't acknowledge God themselves, but if they do their job right, they create a peace and social stability which allow God's people to spread the gospel. We are praying for political leaders regardless of their moral quality and other godly qualification, but because of a common peace and safety and for the good environment to spread the gospel. And here is our reason, our ultimate reason to pray for the political leaders. They are not our ultimate rulers. Our ultimate ruler is the God of Jesus Christ, who has the ultimate peace, shalom, for all of us, and who wants everyone to come to taste that shalom. So starting today, let us include our political leaders in our first prayer list, alongside our families and friends. And let us pray at least once a week, not just on Sundays, but once a week, we pray for our president and governors and all other political leaders in our country and some other countries too. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the country with more peace and safety than other countries. Help us never take our democratic government for granted. It took a revolutionary war to start this new modern political experiment. It took a civil war to live out our constitution call for everyone. Now, Lord, we lift up to you our President Donald Trump and our Governor Greg Abbott. Please help them to hear the good counsel of his, their advisors for the common good. Guide these advisors with a conviction, your conviction, and uh, God's values and wisdom to advise the decision-making of our president and governor. Ultimately, Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our king and the ruler. And because of you are our king, we truly have a hope for the future. And thank you so much for protecting each and every one of us every day. All this we pray in the name of our King and the only mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. We all pray. Amen.